What's up, podcast world? It's ad time. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. If you need new seeds in the garden, I highly recommend SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Secret Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card payment options at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 770 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a couple of Patreon questions. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to one of my favorite photographers, my friend Levity Loveday. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Crafted Flower and Quasi. Let's send a big fist bump to the hardest working man in cannabis, my friend James Brown. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Fruggle Rock and G7. Let's send a fist bump and a high five to Turt Burglar and DO9419. I want to send a special thank you shout out to my friend Danny Potts. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Green Goblin Grows and Trollin. Let's send a big thank you to Green County Grower. Then I want to wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Operation High Vibes. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. If you are watching on the YouTube video, which I do highly encourage, you may have noticed I'm rocking one of the brand new Irie Genetics logo t-shirts. That's right. I put the cross logo, the red, golden, green cross logo on a black t-shirt. In my opinion, it looks super sharp. I think these colors pop quite well on the black t-shirt. You can get yours on my website. There is a link in the show notes and in the video description, or simply search Irie Genetics. Go to the Irie Genetics website, click on the merch tab. That will get you to the merch store. You can get your fresh new Irie Genetics t-shirts. Also, I will be taking pre-orders for hoodies with the same logo very soon. Probably by the time this episode comes out, there will be pre-orders available on the same website to get your hoodies for the winter. All right, let's not waste too much time. Let's jump into the main topic of today's podcast. At the top of the show, I did say that I was going to focus on Patreon questions. Recently, I posted to Patreon that I was going to eat too many edibles and do a Patreon-only episode where I answered uh, non-grow questions, maybe grow questions about myself, about my personal life, maybe the music I'm into, maybe some of my past or my history. I opened it up so that the patrons can ask any questions they felt comfortable asking. Something I don't want to do is do a Patreon episode where I answer a bunch of great grow questions and leave people out. I want that knowledge uh, free and available to everybody. So when I do Patreon bonus content, it is going to be uh, non-grow related content, kind of fun content, kind of ways to just hang out with the crowd and give them extra content that doesn't exclude growers. I think you get my point. So I did ask for questions that were not grow related, and I did say I was going to eat a bunch of edibles. Uh, Allegedly, possibly, I may have eaten those edibles before this podcast. We're going to do this normal show, see how long it takes those to kick in, then we will take a break. Then, of course, we will shift to the Patreon-only 
format. So let's jump into this first question here while things start doing their magic. This one goes a little bit, maybe a lot like this. It says, yo Rasta Jeff, and it go, it comes from my friend Gruesome Green on Patreon. Big up to Gruesome Green on Patreon. It says, Rasta Jeff, would you ever consider being a sponsor for a band? And that is a really good question. Also really good ironic timing. Uh, Saturday night, I'm recording on, what's the date right now? Do we have to be specific? I'm recording on September 28th. Uh, Saturday night, I got to go see the lovely Natalie Rise perform at a club here in my hometown. She played at Brews Ale House in Pueblo, Colorado. I got to take the lovely Miss Irie with me. You also know her as Dread Vibes. You also know her as Zara. Uh, that is Miss Irie. I took her with me. We got to go see Natalie Rise. Uh, Minori opened the show. It was a wonderful, uh, an amazing concert. Natalie Rise did a great job. Minori did a great job. I love the rhythm section in Natalie Rise's band. But my point is, what you asked about is sponsor the band. Ironically, we worked out a sponsorship deal with that band. So the next leg of the Natalie Rise tour will be brought to you by Irie Genetics. I can't talk too much about what that does include, but I am sponsoring that band. And they are not the first reggae band which I have sponsored. I have contributed funding to tours and uh, recording, mixing and mastering for other reggae bands that I'm not sure if they want me to say who they are and are or not. I can say that I've done uh, some work with Jamiri Morgan, and I can uh, maybe hint and lead on that there may be a strain uh, being put together for Jamiri Morgan with his flavor profile and some things that he selected. Maybe doing some stuff for our friend Jamiri, which may be released here in the near future. Also, allegedly, maybe working on something with Miss Natalie Rise. So the question is, would I consider being a sponsor for a band? Yes, I love sponsoring bands. When I was younger, and we're going to talk about this more in these episodes, these personal Rasta Jeff episodes. When I was younger, my original dream was to be a rock star. I'm a drummer. I got drums for my 14th birthday. I've been playing nonstop since then. I never give it a rest. I never quit thinking about polyrhythms and paradiddles and 12, uh, 16th note triplets and 12, eight time and just weird shit. I'm always thinking about the drums, you guys. So when I was younger, my dream was to travel and be a musician. I got to do it on a small level. We didn't have, I wasn't successful. I mean, I had fun. If success is traveling around and having fun with your friends and just partying real hard, we did that. I didn't really go anywhere with the opportunity that I had because I was young and I kind of, kind of squandered that. But my dream was to play music. If I would have had somebody uh, like myself to say, Hey, here's uh, funding. Here's gas money for the next part of the tour. Here's money for drum heads, guitar strings, and most importantly, food, because a lot of times on the road, we were hungry, bro. Bands would promise you money, uh, gas money, gig money, hotel room, and you would get there and you'd have to sleep in the van and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was worth it. I wouldn't change any of it, but um, man, that did suck. If I would have had somebody back in the day to fund my tour, I may have been more uh, successful in the music industry. So that's why I do it. I love the music that the artists that I promote and endorse and support and sponsor, I love their music. I love their vibe. I love what they're about. So it feels good doing that. And I get to go see my favorite reggae bands because I helped contribute to their funding. And then a lot of other people get to see them as well. Get treated like a rock star when you go. It's a good time. All right. That's the first part of that question. I am rambling. Maybe the, uh, the chocolates are kicking in. Then there's a part B of this question. It says favorite place to visit or vacation in Colorado. Um, we have four seasons here in Colorado. We get spring, summer, fall, and winter. Very noticeably different climates, uh, environments here. Plus, we got a lot of different types of environment here. We've got the desert. 
Uh, we've got the foresty stuff. We got mountainy stuff. Of course, we got ski season. We got like lake season and shit like that. So there's a lot of different things to do and places to go here in Colorado. Picking a favorite place to visit in vacation would be very, very hard to do just one. Uh, if you're going to come to my neck of the woods, Southern Colorado, and want me to show you around, I'm taking you to Bishop Castle. I'm taking you to like Lake Isabel. I'm showing you outside stuff and real majestic outdoor shit. If we're in Denver and it's nice out, we're going to go toward the downtown area, especially if it's getting like kind of toward Christmas and it's not snowing. Downtown Denver is fucking beautiful. It looks great. Uh, if it's ski season time, we may go up to a little ski town, whichever we're closest to. They're all really adorable. There's a lot of great ski towns. Just kind of depends on what the vibe is, what you're looking for. We've got so much great shit here to offer, and it's so seasonal that you kind of have to take uh, advantage of the season and do what's available at this time of year. So depends on when you're coming, where you're trying to go, and what the vibe is. Are you taking a lady out? Are you showing the bros and I out on the town? You're trying to escape on your own. That really makes a huge difference here. Uh, I'm going to say Bishop Castle is a great place to take people. Meow Wolf, of course, is an amazing place to take people. I love comedy works. I'm a huge comedy nerd. Uh, if you're into music, you got to go see a concert at Red Rocks, but that's all the cliche shit. Then once we do all that, then we'll go sneak off to all the fun stuff that nobody knows about that only the Colorado folks know about. I will take you there when you get here, but I'm not going to tell everybody about it on a podcast because I don't want to blow up all the spots and overcrowd it and make it not as cool anymore. So um, we're going to say Meow Wolf, Red Rocks, Bishop Castle, Comedy Works, and then um, all the good restaurants. I love to just go eat good food in Denver, go walk around in Boulder. Um, that whole area is beautiful. So um, yeah, Wyans is beautiful. Um, Manitou Springs is beautiful. A lot of great shit. I am rambling. There's a lot more to get to. I couldn't pick one favorite place to visit in Colorado. That's really hard. This place is gorgeous. All right, we're going to keep moving because I can get quite rambly. I already feel the chocolate kicking in. This next message came from our friend Soil Two Bowls. And it says, I would like to know more about your music past. What led you to the drums? Did playing drums and music, uh, playing drums and music professionally change how playing music made you feel? They wrapped the message up with, gave my mom a hug for you. She said, you seem nice. Big shout out to mom. Thanks you. Thank you for hugging her for me. Let me slow down and catch my breath. We will talk about this question. You want to know more about my musical past? What led me to the drums? I'm not sure exactly what led me to the drums. There's something when I would listen. When I grew up, when I was younger, uh, I have some uncles I often talk about. Rest in peace, bros. I love you. And my one uncle, Troy, is still alive. Two of my uncles are gone. Uh, they kind of were my male role models, male influences. They listened to a lot of rock music, a lot of classic rock, a lot of metal. Uh, Metallica was played quite often. Or amongst those three, Metallica was probably the main commonality. And those three uncles, their favorites would have been Metallica together collectively. Just hearing that music, I was always just bobbing my head, banging my head to the drums. And then when I'd go to concerts, I'd just catch myself staring at the drummer. And then I fell in love with the band Metallica. I mentioned Metallica. Yes, when I was younger, I was a huge Metallica fan. Uh, so maybe my uncle's live music and just feeling the drums and noticing that everybody just, without the drums, you can't bob your head right. Like you could think you can, but there needs to be some drums to bob your head or dance properly. So that's part of why I fell in the drums. I fell in love with the drums is probably Metallica. I remember my uncle had a Chevy El Camino. If you know what that is, big up. If you don't, you're better off. Uh, my uncle had a Chevy El Camino and he took me to a concert and my two uncles smoked a joint in the front of that El Camino and they played the Black Album by Metallica. 
and that smoke wafted into the back and I caught a nice buzz and I heard the Black Album on the way to that concert. By the time I got to the concert, I was convinced I was going to be a fucking drummer. That was So that's a big part of it right there. Uh, did playing drums musical and music professionally change how playing music made you feel? Yes. Um, there's something about knowing the dirty... Uh, filthy side of the music industry that makes you just kind of not want to jump into it. It's like jumping into the pool, but then finding out there's fucking alligators in there. You're like, I want out of this shit. It was cool till I knew those all filled with fucking alligators and sharks. Um, it's a lot of fun, but you have to be the right minded person. You have to have the right drive. You have to have, uh, just, you have to be a solid, strong person. I'm a strong person and I developed addictions on the road. I definitely, uh, I was an alcoholic and I wasn't a specific drug addict. I was a, whatever the fuck you got tonight, drug addict, let's do it all. I didn't care. There's some drugs I wouldn't do. Don't get me wrong, but like we were doing party drugs and fucking music drugs and I would do all of them. If you had them tonight, that was what we were doing tonight was all of whatever you brought to the party. So being on the road, uh, it changed me a lot because there were addictions, there were temptations, but also the music industry is kind of grody. Like you're lied to a lot. You're manipulated a lot. Uh, until you're signed, you're struggling. You're just struggling to get signed or make it or have some support. Once you get support and you get signed, then you're their bitch. You're working just, you're trying to find someone to work for. And then once you get someone to work for, you're just working for them. They give you money, but every couple of weeks they want a progress report. Like how many shows have you played? How many shirts have you sold? How's the recording going? Have you booked the next tour? Is every member of the band healthy? How's your drug habit going? How's the van running? And it's, that's just normal responsibilities, but also we're in a band trying to write music, play music and enjoy this without. So all of the logistics playing a club, playing at a club all night long or three nights in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then going to collect the money from the club owner. And they're a total dick about the deal that they wrote you. And you've got it in text message or email or between another promoter. And the promoter says the club should pay you. The club says the promoter is supposed to pay you. You just played three nights in a town. You don't know where the fuck you are. You don't have any friends there. You don't have any backup. And the club just stiffed you. That kind of shit puts like a salty flavor in your mouth. So once you get that sort of stuff, when you're, it sucks the passion out of it. When you thought you were going to have a hotel room and dinner and gas money and you don't, it starts to piss you off and the music isn't as good. And then the four guys in the van, you're not as close anymore because you're hungry and you're pissed off. And now when he farted in the van before, it used to be funny, but now that I'm hungry and pissed off, when he farted in the van, I want to punch him in the fucking mouth. And it just goes that way. And then it builds up and it kind of sucks the passion out of it. Honestly, for me, you could tell that I'm getting some weird emotions out of it already. I'm talking about punching somebody in the mouth. Just hypothetically, you guys ain't going to hit nobody. Never did. But being in the van and being broke and hungry, it changes your mindset. You're like, do I really want to do this? I love the music, but like I, I could just go get a job and it wouldn't be as bad as this is today. And that's only sometimes. Then there's the one hour a night when you're on stage and everybody's putting lights on you and taking pictures of you and screaming your name and singing your lyrics. That's fucking cool. But the work that goes along with that, you're either working to get hired or you're hired and you're somebody's bitch. Once you're hired and signed, then you're working for a record company or a promoter and they want a lot. You're their bitch. And it's a job at that point. Whatever your band is went from like uh, Patreon, the rock band to Patreon Inc. Now you got to get insurance, licensing, taxes. It gets way different. Then I got a job at Guitar Center because with all my musical knowledge and abilities, I was like, I could definitely work at Guitar Center. Dude, I would work at Guitar Center for an eight-hour shift. And when you get in the car, most people, when you get in the car after work, you crank up some music and drive fast, right? I would fucking turn down the music. I didn't want to hear anything after working at Guitar Center all day. You would, I could hear the guitar department 
playing Enter Sandman, ACDC fucking Back in Black, or Welcome to the Jungle, or uh, Walk by Pantera all day long. It'd be the same five songs all freaking day long. Um, fucking, what's one? The Crazy Train. You hear Crazy Train all the fucking time in Guitar Center. Or just some basic blues solo from everybody in there. They all think that they're the coolest. They never played it before. Uh, you're the third person today to come into Guitar Center and play that lick, I promise you. But uh, that between the music industry and Guitar Center learning about the music business and then learning about the music equipment industry, how they're just kind of some, they make you think you're buying one thing and you're really not the things that the artists have. You can't really buy that unless you get it custom made and shit. But I felt bamboozled by both the music industry and the gear industry. So yeah, it did make me a little bit bitter. Let's see. There is more, uh, change how you music feel. Now, if I could play in a band now with just like a bunch of old guys around here local. I'm not saying old guys. I'm fucking 40 something years old. If I could get a bunch of 40 or 50 year old guys that just wanted to play for fun and there were no contracts, no alcohol, no drugs and none of that shit involved, it would be a lot of fun just to just say, hey, learn these 10 tracks and we'll go play them in the garage tomorrow so that all of our wives can hang out and watch us play like rock stars. That would be fun. That's where it would be fun for me. But like being on the road and all that shit, the spotlight and shit with music doesn't sound fun anymore. So yeah, it did change how I feel about it. Our friend wrapped this message up with gave my mom a hug. That is super cool. Thank you, bro. Um, Tell mama that you got your message on the podcast. All right, I'm going to keep going. This next message came from our friend, Uncle Gigi. It says, what's your favorite song to play while in the garden or while gardening in general? Um, Dang, I think the edibles I ate are kicking in because as I was reading that, the words got smaller and the lights got brighter. So something's happening over here. Um, what was the question? I don't even remember Uh, favorite song to play while in the garden or while gardening in general. That's a very good question. I know I have vague answers for all of these questions. I'm going to say that depends on a lot of things. Um, what is the mood that I'm already in when I walk into the garden? Is that mood the mood I need to be in or do I need to shift my mood? So maybe I just went to lunch and like, I came back too hyper and I can't focus or something. Maybe I'll put on like a Joe Rogan podcast just to slow down my brain and just kind of get me into what Rogan's saying and then I'll slow down a little bit. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe I smoke too many fucking dabs on my lunch break and I'm fucking goofy, right? Can't figure it out. That's when I'll go in and put on some fucking like really fast fish, like punch you in the eye or something by fish, tube, uh, maybe sand or first tube or um, Sigma Oasis or something. Fucking say it to me, Santos. Uh, Put some shit like that on and that'll give me some energy and get me moved up. But it all just depends on the needed shift, the needed change or the needed vibe. If there's a lot of people in the grow, uh, we'll just put on some classic rock and turn it down kind of low. One thing that I like to do in a commercial grow that really encourages people to get there first is uh, if you are first in the commercial grow that I manage, if you're the first employee there, you get to pick the music for the first quarter of the day. So that means from eight o'clock until 10 o'clock, the music is your choice. We got guys that listen to country. We got guys that listen to death metal. There's a guy that listens to this weird math metal. Uh, the same rhythm doesn't happen more than twice. And it's all in like really odd fucking time signatures, but that's what the dude likes. If he's there first, bro, we're listening to math metal for two hours. Uh, I got a guy that listens to crazy rap. We got a guy that listens to old school hip hop. You never know what you might get, but the first one to get there gets to put on the fucking music. Um, so it does, it mainly, if it's up to me and my personal grow, it depends on the mental state that I need to be in. If I need to, if I'm like sweeping floors and just doing like stuff where I'm not paying super, super attention, I might have some faster, louder, funkier music on. It's going to be, um, most likely some fish. You never know. It could be some reggae. It could be some old school Grateful Dead. It could be Mo. I like to listen to a lot of Mo in the garden. That gives you a lot of energy. 
But like I said, if it's something where I, if I'm cutting clones and I need to slow down and like pay attention or something, then I may put on like a slower podcast that just like kind of, or maybe even some slower, older Grateful Dead just to, to get my brain in that slower pace instead of zipping through the job. I want to go a little bit more patiently, have a little bit more focus, get the job done a little bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mindfulness. I want to be more aware, be there, uh, be here now. That's the thing I'm going for sometimes. But also when you're just doing that labor work, I want to check the fuck out. And so then you put on crazy music and jam out. All right. Uncle Gigi, I do thank you for the great question. Keep the good Patreon questions going. I've got another one right here in front of me. I feel those uh, them chocolates is kicking in, you guys. My eyes are getting super warm. This one, this, this one, see, I can't even talk anymore. I said, this one, this message, this next one came from my friend. Uh, he calls himself all mixed up. We also call him 311 in the live feeds and in the chats. It says, where's a place you would like to visit? That is a really good question. Um, of course, I want to go to Jamaica. I just kick it on the island of Jamaica. Then I want to disappear into the hills of Jamaica. Got to spend a day in Kingston, Jamaica. Uh, let's go all over, all over Jamaica. Have I said Jamaica enough? Then randomly, I would love to visit Germany. There's a lot of cool shit in Germany. Looks like a lot of cool castles, a lot of cool scenery, a lot of great shit. Uh, then all over that Amsterdam area, uh, all of that part of Europe. I just want to go hit all that. Start in Europe maybe and just take a bus every day to whatever you could get to or a train. Uh, all that area of Europe looks very interesting to me. Got to hit Italy because I want to try some fucking good Italian food. Um... Where else would I like to go? I wrote down Sweden. Uh, Miss Irie, or Dread Vibes, or Zara, as you know her, is uh, originally from Sweden. She's only been here in the States for about 10 years. I would love to go to Sweden and see uh, the things that she tells me about. She tells me about her childhood and her life before she came to the States, and she tells me how different it is there, and like just subtle differences and major differences in a lot of things. I would like to go experience that, smell the air, see the, the mountain and the city and all the stuff that she talks about. Go see Stockholm, because she tells me a lot about that. That would be a fun time. Just uh, another way to just, uh, I've never thought of going to Sweden until I got with her and it sounds like a lot of fun and it's really random. So that'd be super cool. Um, then a random place that I wrote down, which is really attainable. It's just all about timing and I've never bothered to do this, uh, is the DW factory in Oxnard, California. Um, I am a drummer. I've played the drums. I've said this on the show, maybe today, since I was about 14 years old, I really enjoy DW collector series drums. That's something I'm fond of. They are made in a factory in Oxnard, California. Occasionally they do DW day and you get to go do tours. For some reason, I feel giddy inside when I think about going to do a DW tour. It sounds great. You get to watch them simply make drum sets. I know it sounds crazy. You could watch how it's made, right? But I want to smell the different kinds of wood. I want to hear the machines. I want to be in there. Um, I'm fond of the guy that owns the company. His name's John Good. I want to shake John Good's hand. Uh, he's known as the Wood Whisperer. I want to talk to him about wood. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm a tone wood nerd. If you know what tone wood, uh, maples and different types of wood and flame maple, and uh, you could use all kinds of wood for drums now, but uh, Sitka spruce and shit, dude, I'm in love with that stuff. So I'd love to, I'm obviously the fucking edibles are working. I'm talking about wood at the DW factory. I would really love to go tour the DW factory in Oxnard, California. They quit doing the tours uh, because of the pandemic, but they've opened up again. It's on a very limited basis. One day when I'm in Southern California and the wife's got some stuff to do and I'm freed up, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go see the DW tour. I don't need to punish her and take her with me. I want to keep her. 
Uh, I love it because uh, you'll go see DW drums, you'll meet John Good, and then you never know which of your favorite drummers could pop in. Every day they just show random people like, look who popped into the DW offices today, and it could be your favorite drummer. Anybody from like Eric Moore to Thomas Lang to Peter Erskine, all kinds of great people are DW endorsees, so you never know who could pop in. You never know, I could get a free drum lesson, throw some paradiddles with one of my favorite drummers. Never know. I am high as giraffe pussy, and I am rambling about the DW factory tour now. That is great. All right, so I think my favorite places I would choose to go would be uh, Jamaica, Germany. I think that Germany trip, I want to uh, alter it a little bit. We're going to start by landing in Amsterdam, and then that'll be the home base. And then, of course, we'll hit coffee shops and then just take day trips all to all the places all around there. Uh, got to visit Sweden because that's where the queen is from. And then that DW factory in Oxnard, California, of course, is on the list just for shits and giggles. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it feels like the chocolates that I ate before this show are starting to do their thing. So it is time for me to wrap up this YouTube portion of the podcast. I'm going to continue this show in just a few minutes on Patreon. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, get a drink in myself, uh, reorganize my notes here, get some fresh air. Then I will be back to do a Patreon-only podcast. If you want to check out the uh, the edibles version of this podcast, part two of this, where I talk a lot more about the chocolates that I ate, please do check out patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Of course, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description. The lights are getting brighter. The shit is starting to work. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I do want to thank you once again for listening to episode 770 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. Of course, the email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Make sure you support the Patreon. I've said that a lot of times, patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Everything else is on the website at irigenetics.com. Calm. Words are getting hard. My mouth is getting dry. It's time to wrap up this show for a moment. Take a break. Slap myself in the cheek a couple of times. Get my shit together and I'll be back for that Patreon show. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friend B Bala. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.